Check, check. We're about to get started here over at Risen. Give y'all a minute to get on the Facebook Live. I hope everybody is having a good morning so far. If you sleep and you're still in your bed with your covers on, just act like, you know, you up praising God with us right now. Just put a hand up in the air. Give us a hand clap. Get your coffee mug out. All that good jazz. So I'm going to go ahead and share this real quick on my page on the live, and then we will be set. All right, all right, all right. Cool beans and stuff like that. Listen, I'm hoping everybody is doing well with uh, the COVID. I've had a lot of um, social distance relation, like ships and conversations with people this week. You know, seeing people out on the boulevard like six feet away. I'm like, you stay over there. I stay over here. I'm like, get away from my baby. Like all that weird stuff. It's a very like different time we're living in right now. Um, it's It's... It feels as though a lot of people have been prepared their whole life for this. They're like, bet, to win this war, all I have to do is stay at home, eat food, shop online, and play video games. I'm like, bet. But some of us are struggling with it. Some of us who are the extroverts, who have these personal relationships, you feel like you have to talk with someone. You feel as though you've got to be in the presence. It's, it's a taxing time for us. And even those who are um, kind of shut in on their own, it's, it's really a, a time for us to kind of evaluate and see, well, what does isolation actually look like? And how does that kind of play out in our lives on a day-to-day basis? So we've been praying a lot, um, trying to figure out ways on how we can support our members um, our Risen City crew, kind of like our core group and stuff, our missional communities will be doing our Google Hangs this week. So I will send out a link for us to get on Google Hangs and kind of touch base and talk and see each other. Y'all get to see baby Naomi a little bit more than anybody else on the video feed. Hopefully she's not asleep or maybe y'all want her to be asleep. It all depends. Um, I didn't realize how hard working from home was going to be. Until you have a kid, one kid's doing math, the other one's pooping. I'm on a Zoom call trying to take, you know, information from my staff and people is tough. So we're praying for everyone. We miss everyone a lot, very dearly. Um, it is Palm Sunday. It's a very different one because usually, you know, we're, we're coming in, there's worship, we're singing, Hosanna. I won't sing it for you because my voice ain't there yet. And we're celebrating, you know, Jesus Christ's triumphant entry into Jerusalem the week before he is to be crucified. Um, so we, we still want to honor what's happening. And I believe very firmly that we're going to go ahead and just continue with our sermon series. But next week we will take a break from the sermon series and we will have a more traditional Easter service. So we just want to give you guys a heads up on that. Just a reminder, you can also give online. Um, we'll send the link on our Facebook page. If you want to continue to give your um, gifts online to support Risen City Church. And lastly, next week, we will do communion um, at our home. So we'll have some instruction on how that will look like. Um, it will mean that you guys will just have to personally get your own supplies together to do your communion. Some of y'all are going to mess up like me, and y'all are going to have like garlic bread and toast. But listen, it's, it's the heart that matters about it. Get yourself some, some cranberry juice, some grape juice, some kind of juice. And we're going to have our bread, and we're going to take fellowship with God and Jesus Christ in remembrance of what he's done for us. Amen. So I've thought about it. I'm kind of stepping forward in some stuff, but I wanted to finish out our series. And we're going to do a mini-series as a part of our Set It Straight. We've been going through the book of Ephesians. I've been really excited about preaching and teaching through this book of Ephesians. Um, it's helping the church to have basic 
applicable knowledge on how do we navigate our vertical relationship with God and our restoration that we have with, with God through Jesus Christ. Um, it talks about how we've been restored back to the original relationship that Adam and Eve had in the Garden of Eden through Jesus Christ. And then he spoke life unto us and gave us our own value by understanding that we are God's special creation. We are his masterpiece, and we're all broken pieces that are put together to build the church of God. And if you all know anything about any kind of social gathering and when you get a lot of people together, you're going to have conflict. You're going to have people that just annoy the living daylights out of you. You're going to have people that you love. And we've got to learn how to navigate as a church family and as your normal family. As Some of you all are at home right now thinking, man, I really just want to get away for like a couple hours from my regular family. Paul gives us basic information on how we look at navigating our horizontal relationships with our church family and friends, with non-believers, with our wives and with our husbands and with those who submit to us in authority. Paul is giving that relational aspect. And he finishes off here in Ephesians 6. He talks about how we handle our spiritual interactions. Um, when we talk about the spiritual interactions, it, it literally is an invisible war. A lot of people, we joke about demons. We joke about getting your Ouija board out. We joke about, like, you know, Satan's following me. And there's a lot of fear that's actually behind that. And I think that's why we joke about it, because we are fighting a war against an enemy that we do not see. The um, Second Corinthians, it talks about, and also in our verses here, it talks about how we don't battle against our flesh and our blood, but we battle against spiritual entities. And Paul doesn't just ignore this, but he says, for you all to function as individuals, and for us to function as a church, we have to address this. We have to let people know that there are going to be people and there's going to be things and entities and Satan is going to try to trip us up. So how do we navigate and how do we overcome these invisible entities that are coming up against us? I'm going to go ahead and read our scripture and then we'll pray and then we'll jump right into it. So it says here in Ephesians 6 and verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity and time for us to get together on Facebook Live to fellowship with our brothers and sisters. God, we know it's taxing times and there's a lot of fear that's happening. There's a lot of um, it's animosity. There's a lot of just frustrations with the situation that we are in. But God, I pray that you help us to walk in biblical submission to the authority that it's at hand right now, God. I pray that you help us to know that when we may be at home and we may feel lonely, we may feel just tired and we may feel just kind of confined, God, I pray that you give us the strength to be able to overcome this time. I pray that you help us to remember that what we have been handed down as a way to win this war, this war against uh, something that may seem insignificant like a corona, is a way for us to follow submission so we can be victorious over this situation to keep our families and friends safe. God, I just pray today that you give us the joy of your spirit, you give us peace, you give us your kindness and righteousness towards our brothers and sisters so we don't take our frustrations out on anyone else. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. 
So as Paul, he's addressing in, in these three scriptures here, we'll go over what the actual um, full armor looks like over the next couple of weeks after Easter. I think a lot of people, when they talk about the full armor of God, they relegate this to like a childhood teaching. Like you learn about the armor of God while you were in youth church and you put a helmet on your head, you get a sword and you beat each other up and you're like, I got the full armor of God, I'm ready to fight. We sing those songs, it's like, I'm a, I'm a warrior in the Lord's army. But we don't daily apply Paul's teaching to our lives. We, every single day, are in a war against cosmic entities, against spiritual things that, that bring us down and pull us into places where we know that we could be easily pulled back into sin. When we talk about the enemy and what he wants to do to us, we should also talk about the resources that are available to us to fight this war. Some of you guys are like, why am I in a war? Why am I in a battle? It's because when you have become a friend of God, you now have become an enemy of the world and an enemy to everybody else around you that does not follow after God. It also means that Satan and his schemes and the tactics that he has to try to pull you away from God are going to come against you. The greatest thing about this is that we already have victory. We already know that Jesus Christ has taken the cross and he has given us strength to overcome everything of this world. We know that it also tells us in Romans 8, it says that nor Satan, nor hell, nor Satan, nor angels, nor demons, none of these things can take us away from the love of God that we already have because we are victorious and undefeated through him. So now that we know that we already have the victory it's just a matter of us submitting to the authority in our life daily so we can access and work within that victory. That means that for us, it's putting on the full armor of God. It's putting into practice loving our neighbors and our friends. It's putting into practice honoring our brothers and sisters and submitting to God so we then can fight the enemy when he comes against us. One thing that I don't, I like watching war documentaries, and over the last couple of weeks, I've been watching a lot about WW1 and WW2, and I like memes, so everybody in the world thinks like World War III is coming and stuff. So one thing that I've learned about when you're in a battle, you have to learn to submit to authority. If you are fighting, you have to submit to those who are leading you, because guess what? If you choose not to submit to the authority that's leading you, you then are going to have to learn how to submit to the authority that you're fighting. If you don't learn to submit to the authority that's leading you, you ultimately will lose the battle and you will be forced to submit to the authority that is battling you. That means you will then submit to the enemy. In our spiritual life, it means then that the enemy, Satan, starts to overtake your life and you are guided by him as opposed to being guided by God. But we have all of the resources available to us to fight the enemy. I think it's funny that when we talk about an invisible war, we kind of um, kind of look at the situation with COVID. We're fighting a virus that is invisible to the eye, but it also attacks you internally. And you don't always have the symptoms immediately, but if the symptoms and if you have been infected, it starts to infiltrate your body and you become sick, and then your body then submits to that. But you can become better if you choose to do what we know is right. A lot of this is also just some comic common basic things. When, when the COVID came out, they said, you know what, y'all? If you wash your hands, if you keep your face clean, if you don't rub your eyes, if you do what you should normally do on a day-to-day -day basis to maintain basic hygiene, you can then be safe from this invisible war. So what we do is we kind of panic when we don't 
practice the daily hygiene. And what happened was we all started looking for resources. We were like, COVID's coming, coronavirus, coronavirus, and we panicked, y'all. What was the first thing we did? Everyone went and just tried to go get all the resources that they could find to protect themselves. Number one, they went and got Lysol. You went and you got your gloves. You was throwing your gloves on like you had never shook somebody's hand before without gloves. Everyone, for some I don't know why reason, decided to take all the toilet paper. Y'all ain't been able to find toilet paper for three weeks because of y'all. It was February, my birthday. I probably couldn't even find no toilet paper then if I wanted some. Clorox bleach, we all panicked in that moment because we were not prepared for the war that was at hand. And Paul is saying right now, this, this spiritual battle that we have, he's saying, hey, guess what? The enemy is going to attack you. He's going to get you. He's going to try to infect you. He's going to try to attack you internally. He's going to try to pull you away from God. And he's saying, put into practice and use the basic resources that God has already given you to fight the battle. I mean, Andy Minio says it the best way in one of his songs. He says, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. If you were staying ready by staying close to God and you were connected to God in your personal relationship and in your spiritual relationship, if you were trusting that God is your strength, he is your fortress, he will always keep you safe and he will always give you wisdom to navigate all of these situations. You don't have to worry when the war comes because you're already prepared. Paul, in the first verse here, in verse 10, he tells him, he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in his might. He gives us our first point on how we are going to win this war. Being strong in the Lord, spiritually staying connected to God, and trusting him more than anybody else. You know what that looks like? It means submitting to basic biblical authority on how he is asking and telling us to live our lives. I think it's funny, and I'm that same person, when they tell us that we can fight and we can beat the corona by doing one thing, staying at home. And you know what we do? We buck at that authority because we believe personally what our knowledge and our wisdom is about this virus and how to win it we believe that our personal knowledge trumps those people who are professionals. They are giving us the way to win this war against corona. They are telling us, hey, you want to curve the way that people get infected? Stay your butt at home. And what do we do? What do I do? I say, I'm going to go to work real quick. I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I need a bag of chips. Because you know why? I start to trust my own wisdom as opposed to submitting to the true authority that God has for us. And we start to trust our own wisdom rather than submitting to the authority that has been at hand for us to win this battle. Paul is telling us, he's saying, hey, listen, to win this battle, remember everything that I taught you in Ephesians 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Apply those things, but then be strong in the Lord and his strength of his might it means that I've got to trust God more than myself. I love in the exact middle of the Bible, I believe it's Psalm 118, it says, it is better to trust in the God than to trust in the kings and the princes and authorities of the world. Psalm 91 gives a very good um, just visual instruction on what it looks like for us to trust unto God. It means that in situations and battles, when we know that we may feel overcome, we can dwell under the shelter of God and know that he will keep us safe. 
He tells us here in Psalm 91, he says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowl and from the deadly pestilence. It says, he will cover you with his penance. And under his wings, he will, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. It says, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrows that fly at day, nor the persistence that stalks in the night, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. As you're fighting against the enemy, as you're fighting against Satan, as you're fighting against these spiritual battles, it's remembering that you already have victory through the blood of Jesus Christ. If you trust him with your soul, if you trust him with your spirit, if you trust him with your salvation, have him to be also the one that you trust in on a day-to-day -day basis. When you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling anxiety, when you're feeling stress, when you're feeling animosity, when you're feeling anger, when you're feeling as though you can't handle a situation, do you trust God's wisdom? Be strong in the Lord means that you also have to understand that you can't win this battle alone. We aren't made to win this battle alone. I, I, one thing that I've, I've realized is that this COVID and this isolation time is really going to test people's personal relationships with Jesus Christ and God. When you don't have a church to go to and to lean upon as your means of fellowship with God, are you then able to sustain an individual relationship with God? I said this a couple of weeks ago. I said, I don't ever want to have a church that leans upon a relationship with God based off of my preaching and teaching and our fellowship here at Risen City on Sunday. I pray that God builds up a church that has such a close relationship with God. When they come into the building, they are bringing God's Holy Spirit and they are bringing wisdom and discernment and guidance so we can collectively worship God together. But if your relationship is built off of just what the pastor says and not what the word of God says and the teaching and what Jesus is telling us, then we've got to look at where are we at in our personal relationship with God. Don't get me wrong. The church has a place. The church is the means and the way for us to be able to work in our communities to bring other people to personal salvation and to help those with the services that they need. But unless we actually have a personal relationship with God and at our home, in the private time, in the quiet place, and we can receive God's guidance, we can't be strong in the Lord. So I pray during this time that we can take this isolation as hard as it is, as hard as it's going to be to build spiritual disciplines. So then when we come out of this time alone, we are so filled with God's Holy Spirit and his strength because we haven't had to rely upon the minister or the worship pastor to help us to sing songs of praise to God and to worship him that we can do it on our own because we know who our Lord and Savior is on an individual relationship. Paul is saying, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. He didn't say your church. He said, you be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. And I pray that during this time, he brings about us to understand our personal relationship with God. Because what happens is when moments and times in the physical world, when we see war, we see, we see stresses, we see these viruses, we then, if we don't have a personal relationship with God, we start to what is going on. 
I've had so many conversations about end times and eschatology. And is it the end of the world? Farmers, we going to die. Is we going to die? Should I get my last all out? Help me, Jesus. And I'm like, man, listen, if you understand the word and the scripture and what it says, your fear isn't going to be in what's happening or what's coming. But when the end time does come, you have a kind of certain sense of understanding that this is what God has ordained to happen. And he is going to return as a ruling and reigning lion. He is going to be our king. So what should we fear? If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready on God right there. So what he does tell us to do is while we are on this earth, while we are battling Satan, while we have all of these things that are attacking us, when we feel like we are hopeless, we've got to do the same thing as y'all did with Corona. Get your resources together and apply them to your life. These things aren't, you don't have to go out and buy them. We all have free access to them when you come into the covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. So what God is telling us through Paul's teaching, he says to them, he says, put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. He's telling them, and he's giving some kind of visuals as they were in a Roman nation, in a Roman culture. When a, um, when a man or a woman went to battle, they would put on their full armor. They put on their helmet on their head. They put on a belt to withhold their, their straps and stuff like that. They put on their breastplate of righteousness, their shoes of peace, and their shield of faith, and their helmet of salvation, and their sword of the Spirit. This armor would literally overlap areas of their body, and as they went to war, it would protect their most vital parts. A lot of it really focuses on your head. It focuses on your middle area where your vital organs are at. And how are you to get from point A to point B with the peace that you walk with? So Paul is telling him, he's saying, hey, listen, put on this armor. Put on these things. So why? So you can defend against the schemes of the devil. I don't think it's ironic at all that the majority of the armor covers your heart. It covers your internals. I, I'd say this all the time. When we talk about Satan and we talk about his schemes, it's not that he is going to physically attack you. It's not that he is going to come after you. I think a lot of people, when they talk about demons and they talk about Satan's adversary, Satan and our adversaries, we think about like the little demons, like, hee, 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 I'm the devil, I'm going to fight you, like the little red demon. Because when we start to think about just the physical attacks that we may receive, we start to dis. Um, we start to kind of just look away from the spiritual attacks that we receive. It wouldn't be of, of, of worth or value for Satan to physically attack you. Why? Because if you see that there is a physical devil, then you're also going to understand that there is a physical and there is a true and living God. So the schemes that the enemy will attack you with look like things like this. Temptation to live an immoral life. When you start to walk out your life with Jesus Christ, you're going to have temptations. You're going to have battles. You're going to have situations and when you can be pulled away from God. But it's by the strength of the armor to keep you in a more relationship with God. Things like attempting to deceive and to pull you away from God. This is a, a tough time right now. With these two temptations that we can face, many of us are at home. And we got Facebook. We got all the social medias. You have a cell phone that can access anything in the world. You have Netflix. There are so many temptations right now to pull you away from your relationship with God. 
But there's so many opportunities for you to also delve deeper into who he is. What we can also see is that the enemy will try to take advantage of your bitterness and your anger and your malice and your hatred to hinder the ministry of God going forth. We have to remember that Satan was one of the angels. He was the top angel of worshiping God, and he wants to steal your worship of God away, the jealousy and hatred that he has, because we are his masterful and greatest creations. He wants to steal the worship away from God. God is worthy of that, and he wants to pull the way so he also can pull us away to be a part of his affiliation. I said this before. If you don't learn to submit to God's authority, you are going to be pulled into a place where you submit to Satan's authority. And it's only by accessing the full armor of God daily, every, every single day of our lives, will we be able to overcome our adversary, the devil. When you walk, when you rock out the full armor of God daily, you are overcoming and you are overcoming the situations. You are walking in the strength of God. So when you put on this full armor daily, you are walking and overcoming the situations of the world by putting on God's strength. It's not your own strength. I can't do this on my own, but I can practice putting in to the things that God has called me to do. So when the enemy attacks you already, it's understanding that your allegiance to the gospel is the goal of having the full armor on at all times. So you cannot be one who falls to this deception of those when the enemy is coming around. Lastly, he ends off by telling us this in verses 12 and 13. He gives us true understanding as to who we are fighting and why we are fighting these things. He tells us in verse 12, he says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, and the present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. He's reminding us that what we're fighting is not flesh and blood. It'd be easier for us sometimes to maybe fight flesh and blood because some of y'all get out there and some of y'all are jogging the boulevard and doing workout sessions like y'all are out here about to be gladiators and about to go fight people. And y'all ain't ever left y'all's house and jogged and done push-ups in the last 18 years of your life. They tell us COVID's happening. They say we can go walk the boulevard. Y'all out here acting like Rocky Balboa, like y'all about to be training and stuff like that. I can't wait to see everybody's summertime body because y'all all going to be fit. Y'all going to be like, yeah, this is my COVID body right here. I did 77 push-ups a day, 19 sit-ups. I ran the boulevard 18 times. That's what y'all going to be like, hitting the boulevard up. <laughs> I just want to have some fun with y'all real quick. But Paul kind of even references this earlier in, in um, the book of Corinthians. He tells us, and, and in the context you'll understand this, he tells us, he says, I count on, in the book of Corinthians 10, and uh, 2 Corinthians 10, and verse 3, he tells us this, he says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war against the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. He says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and Take every thought into captivity by obeying Christ, by being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Paul, in the context of this, he was talking to the church of Corinth, and he's saying, hey, quit trying to fight me in the authority that I have as an apostle. Quit trying to fight the wisdom that I am teaching to you right now, because you are being a detriment right now when you are fighting against the instruction that I'm giving you. 
And the reason they were having that is because they would rather live their life in a sinful place away from God, and they were battling against Paul and his ministry that was going forth. I believe that when you submit to God and the authority and you understand that Satan is trying to attack you mentally as much as he is trying to attack your heart, it's the understanding that when you start to not fight against the things that are of the world, but you start to take a time and you start to invest in your spiritual life and you gird yourself and you continue to live on that firm foundation of God and his word and his teaching, you will be able to overcome the spiritual battles that are happening in your mind, the mental upheaval that you have, the stresses and depression and the anxiety about situations can be overcome by God's divine power and wisdom that he gives us. Paul says here, we are able to destroy the strongholds of the world around us. When you start to understand you are not battling the flesh, but it is spiritual. So there's so much strength in us applying this full armor to God because strongholds that you may have in your mind right now, those thoughts against yourself that Satan tries to attack you with, in the middle of the night when temptation creeps in, if you are living a life that is daily applying the full armor of God, if you are living a life that is daily saying, I submit to your authority, he will help us to overcome the enemy. If you daily put into practice those things in which will keep you safe and hinder you from being attacked, you know that you will be able to be an overcomer through Jesus Christ and his victory. Lastly, Paul ends off by saying this in verse 13. He reminds us again. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the enemy in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Verses 14 through 17, I'm going to go ahead and read them because he talks about what we have in our full armor. He says, stand therefore having the breast, I'm sorry, the, the belt of truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and the shoes of your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of 